let me take uh, this this opportunity just to appreciate this conversation. I think for me it becomes very important that there is a deliberate effort to locate young people at the centre of development, at the centre of growth, especially in their respective economies, and to ensure that we do not leave young people behind. It is extremely undeniable that South Africa has got great potential. And I think I want to say that this is a great opportunity for Spain as well to reflect on how South Africa can be able to contribute as well in, the, uh, in their economy. But I think one of the greatest things that we want to deposit today is that we cannot invest in the economy but leave out the human capital. The unemployment rate in South Africa is quite high, but we're very positive, Deputy Minister, that we see this as an opportunity for there to be investment in human capital, that when you have scarce skills um, and you have human capital, then it means that there's something that can definitely be done to ensure that we accommodate young people in the economy and ensure that they meaningfully contribute. Um, we always say that we live in what is called a VUCA world, you know, a world that is volatile, a world that is uncertain, a world that is uh, ambiguous, a world that is complex. And when you're thinking about the type of caliber of people that must respond to this world that is quite uncertain, it requires agile people. It requires people who are quite flexible. It requires people who can learn, unlearn, and relearn. And I think I want to say that I've just built a business case for young people because I've just described a young person. In South Africa, we always say that you cannot teach an old dog new tricks. And I think this is where we are as young people. We're saying we're here, we're present, and we definitely want to. We want to contribute. It is our belief that there's definitely more that, that can be done in as so far as investing in, in, in young people. Um, and I think one of the greatest areas that we're busy reflecting on, you know, is the opportunity that is represented by entrepreneurship. But when you speak about entrepreneurship, young people have a great challenge when it comes to access to markets. There is a great barrier of access to markets. I think if we're to ask how many young people, you know, are represented in the billions that we're speaking about in so far as international trade is concerned, you will not find young people there. And I think we want to encourage both governments that young people need to be located at the center of trade, international trade as well as local trade. There needs to be set aside. Where I think we're here to request 30% deputy minister, that 30% must be set aside for young people. The trade table must be transformed. I, we have a belief that trade needs to be transform, transformative in nature. It needs to drive that agenda. You cannot say you are investing and you're not transforming the lives of the people that, um, that are in that particular economy. Um, when you look at the face of poverty in South Africa, it is a black young woman who, has a, who lives with a disability. And I think when we try and transform the trade table, we need to be reflective of those material conditions that are there. We need to be able to ensure that, look, if there are no tables, build new tables for young people to be able to participate. Um, we, 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 we believe strongly that uh, South Africa has got great skill, very innovative young people. You've got Kidiboni Tsilwani from South Africa who um, produces bricks from plastic, um, you know, that speaks to climate change. You've got Mahlohonolo and Masehom Patele who invented X-ray glasses to assist and uh, contribute to the health system backlog. 
um, in South Africa. You've got young people who invented the WeBox that gives South Africans uninterrupted access to internet, even during periods of load shedding. You know, these young people come from the University of Cape Town. You've got young people from the Swan University of Technology who invented a fourth generation solar powered car. And this speaks to the wealth of knowledge, the wealth of wisdom, the wealth of innovation that is there in South Africa. But this cannot be able to thrive if we do not invest. We need to be intentional. We need to be direct. We need to be able to identify these young people. We need to be able to call out their names and be able to say, you know, here's an investor in Spain that will be able to help you to commercialize on some of the, of the work that you're doing. It is also our belief, um, colleagues, that uh, young people you know, have got capacity to not only be employment uh, seekers, but employment creators. And it is this platform, it is this opportunity that creates those young people who are job creators. It can only come through collaboration, it can only come through investment, and that investment needs to be particular, directed to young people. It needs to be intentional. And like we said, that set-aside, Deputy Minister will definitely remind you on, on, on that set-aside. And I think with those few words, I think for us, we're here as young people. We definitely want to contribute. Um, we definitely want to participate in the economy. We want to be the young people that are the change that we want to see, not only in our country, not only in our continent, but in the globe as a whole. Thank you, Program Director. Eh, muchísimas gracias. Eh, ya desde, para finalizar este panel, desde Sudáfrica. discussion that will be moderated by uh, Mrs. Bakmutsile Priela uh, from South Africa, Francisco Javier González, an intern uh, of OFECOME of Spain in South Africa. I don't know if uh, Francisco Javier is, is ready. We also have uh, the um, highest skilled persons in history. Uh, a high percentage of Spain, of Spanish young persons have higher education, uh, but Spain has also very high youth unemployment. This is not only a problem in Spain. In, in South Africa, the youth unemployment is almost doubling general, uh, general unemployment. How can this be? with so many opportunities. Uh, um, the large majority of people with university studies in my country can have a basic uh, conversation in English, but 37% of young persons in Spain have difficulties finding a job. With this situation, uh, you may wonder, what is it that we are uh, not uh, capturing? Uh, I don't quite understand, but one possible reason that I've seen as a student and as a worker, well, is the fact that there are not many opportunities to gain experience after education. We have very high levels of education, yes, but mostly theoretical uh, education, very little practical education. Uh, added to the fact that our training uh, conditions uh, are not necessarily those that are demanded uh, by the market is, is very important. Two-thirds of the program uh, are practical training, but ISEC's uh, interns are ISEC's interns forever. Uh, when you begin the master's course, the level of demand is very high. Uh, 
we want to uh, live up to the demands, and this is thanks to very, very good teachers for theory and for practice. And the learning after, well, after the master's course involves joining a, a commercial office anywhere in the world. This is the opportunity to implement the knowledge of the masters, acquiring new knowledge, uh, internationalization, interaction with uh, Spanish and South African employers. So we are given the opportunity to demonstrate what we can do. The limitations of our educational uh, system is alleviated by the ISECs uh, grants. So when I'm asked what the following step is after ISECs, I always uh, answer that it can be anything. One ISECs intern can be becoming can become a minister, uh, can end up in the COE. The important thing is that uh, the student can choose because he or she has had the opportunity uh, to learn. The main message of this uh, speech is gratitude for the opportunities and trust in the future. So I wish to thank the ISECs, my um, uh, advisor uh, for his involvement in my learning process, the organizations of Spanish employers who in include us in their projects, and my gratitude to Spain uh, because I know that the program could not exist without the effort of many people contributing to it. So thanks very much for your attention. I hope you will continue to enjoy this meeting. I hope the South African colleagues will enjoy everything that Spain can offer because I am enjoying everything that South Africa can offer too. Um, idea was to be able to facilitate a conversation and a discussion but please do allow me to take this opportunity just to share some reflections um, it has been emphasized by almost all the speakers in attendance today that it is important for South African youth and youth in Spain as well to be empowered um, and to basically realize the potential of the youth back home and it has been my privilege to be a recipient of the support both back home and here in Spain um, to properly introduce myself I am a a scholarship recipient of the Christophorce Foundation Scholarship through the University of IE, and it has been my esteemed privilege to be here. And I just want to echo the words of my fellow countrywoman, Garavo, to say that truly we need to have intentional and directed investment in the youth. And it is something that we, um, I can say and speak on behalf of some of my fellow South Africans in the room, who are also students at our university, that it is our commitment to see that realized. Um, and we are in the privileged position to be here today, and so it's exciting to be in spaces like these. Um, I'm not very sure of the format that this will take on, but I would like to now, with those words, open up the floor if there are any questions from the audience that could be directed to any of the speakers in attendance today. Uh, for, uh, well, a proposal for the 30% uh, to be earmarked for the youth, uh, which I am in support of. And I just wanted to ask um, uh, Fermin and Karabo, um, where do you envision um, this possible areas of collaboration, given that, in my point of view, from the both calls that you have made, there is some synergy that is there? And um, how do you en en envision that um, working out? Thank you. Sí, muchísimas gracias. Bueno, yo creo que, que la, la sinergia lo, lo hemos comentado, ¿no? En, en cuanto al, a la colaboración y al trabajo. Eh, activamente dentro de nuestras organizaciones y dentro de, de, los, de los países y de la eh, 
sobre todo de Sudáfrica y del, del continente, creo que, que la clave está en, en lo que hemos comentado antes, ¿no? el Consejo Iberoamericano, Iberoafricano, perdón, el Consejo Empresarial Iberoafricano, en la que, eh, gracias a esa constitución y, y al al papel relevante e importante que this meeting does not end here and we can have a fruitful uh, and even more fruitful uh, relationship moving from coal powered energy to more safer and uh, greener you know energy and Spain has been playing a significant role in South Africa in the renewable energy sector and I think one one for me that particular area you know when you're speaking about solar powered energy we need to be able to ensure that young people become part of the manufacturers of the solar panels and uh, some of the instruments that we use um, for that particular energy supply Secondly, it is agriculture. I think South Africa has got um, one of the you know, largest um, arable lands. And I think for me, when you speak about food security, you speak about a very important aspect that young people need to be able to play a critical role in. And I think for me, those two particular sectors would be um, what I could reflect on. But of course, these are not exhaustive. There are many more areas that I think there should be a great deal of collaboration and um, a even bigger participation from young people. Thank you. Thank you very much, Karabo. Are there any other questions from the floor? Sí, sí, me lo permiten. Yo también voy a hacer una pregunta. A mí me gustaría que nos explicaran eh, iniciativas eh, que se estén dando desde las organizaciones empresariales. En el caso de, de CEAG y también en Iberoamérica, las conozco. On with the different ministries and in the case of South Africa I would like to know if you have any initiatives of this kind and, and how we could come together and work together learning from these successful initiatives. Thank you, Narciso. Yes, first of all, from the Spanish Confederation of Young Employers, uh, we're working with the government of Spain, with the different regional governments of Spain. We're working on this promotion of the entrepreneurship uh, culture. Uh, Spain is also on that race towards being an entrepreneurial an entrep uh, uh, country. Uh, wanting to be a leading country for young entrepreneurs, so the culture is important. From the beginning, from the youngest ages, it is important to instill this culture in our youngest, youngest persons. In, 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 in primary schools, we should be instilling this promotion of the business culture because it is at those early ages when um, the personality is being formed. Uh, and then we can give the person the opportunity, uh, whatever social class uh, the person is from, uh, the person can have the opportunity to be an employer in the future. I think education is what all countries need if we want to have more employers and much better companies uh, tomorrow, more inclusive, more open, and uh, more focused on the uh, sustainable development uh, Youth Development Agency has set aside um, funding for young entrepreneurs in South Africa. Although we always say that more can be done because businesses um, do not exist 
just from you giving them money. You know, they also need non-financial support. I think we've also reflected that there's also an element of access to market. So there is that work that definitely needs to be done beyond us just creating these platforms is, is us asking ourselves the questions, how do we not leave other young people behind? Especially because when you look at the South African youth, the bulk of them are sitting in far-flung areas, you know, away from economic activity. They don't have access to even this particular session that we're having. So it becomes a responsibility that we have that beyond us sitting in these, you know, um, very important um, bilateral conversations, we then go back to our respective countries and have discussions with young people where they are sitting and try to give them the information that they require. But there's definitely a lot of work that uh, the, the government of South Africa is doing through uh, development institutions that fund um, youth-owned uh, enterprises. So I think um, there's definitely area for collaboration. Um, investment comes together with well, people working abroad in both sides, not only Spanish people going to South Africa, but also the other way around. And uh, I don't know, I would like to know if uh, is there any way or any work collaboration going around that uh, is going to improve. Visit us. We have extreme difficulty to get them visas to come and visit us as our own family. We need to virtually, I won't exaggerate, I'll leave it at that. The bureaucratic intergovernmental discussion is not really what today is about. So I didn't raise my point either. Okay. Uh, we do have issues. We do need to take it up, but that's another meeting for another day. I think. But now, if I may, if I may, I am a, a very young person, and I'm stuck in this old body. So when I hear the stories of the youth, you have to excuse me when my blood starts getting very hot. Because I agree and I understand the frustrations, I've lived it, and the young people have one great problem. They see us as dinosaurs, and they forget that when you talk to me about, you know, 30 years ago, I'm thinking of like yesterday, man. So I have an issue, and my issue is that the youth are our future. Now, whether we like it or not, we can sit here and we can deliberate and we can throw bureaucracy at each other the whole day long. But tomorrow or the next day, Mr. Casado, other people we have here are going to be retiring Look at the man. He can't wait to retire. <laughs> and the youth are going to be paying his retirement. So if we don't invest in them, we don't have a retirement, guys. But our youth also have an issue, the same issue I had. When I walked out of university, I wanted to be the managing director of General Electric. Because I had a degree. I was the one. We need to coach. The word is coach. We need to have coaching programs. We need to take the youth with us, and the youth have to walk next to us and see how we do it. And they have to learn from us. We have to coach them. That's our duty. We are not teachers. We are coaches. We show best principle. We don't show our ego. I don't even like the sound of my voice. I speak when I have to. Lies, lies. I love the sound of my voice. I'll be here the whole day. No. Seriously. The youth is vital to us, and we have to coach them. And you must please forgive me, and you can throw chairs at me later. My friend from La Liga, you know, 
when you were speaking, I was actually getting quite excited. I heard words of meaning. I heard an institution that's come to my country and is addressing problems we have through the power of sport, which is not only camaraderie and coming together, but it's also financial empowerment. So when I hear that stuff happening, it's much better than some empresario going there and all he can see is dollar signs. That is what we need. That's how we hold each other's hand going forward. And I think it's vital. And if I may come back, Karabo, please, to that gentleman's question about empowering the ladies. In the, in the renewable energy sector in Spain, we have a company called Gamesa. It's a very important company. And they go through and they have got people in the renewable energy that go out and do health and safety. They go out and make sure that the people that are climbing up those big windmills are doing so properly equipped. Do you know what? 95% of them are of the female gender, if I may say that. So therefore, in empowering other genders, we have lots within the renewable energy. Let's get together. Let's talk about it. Let's coach each other. Let's make this happen. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, since I've been asked about the visas, I want to give a brief answer, which will not be satisfactory, but maybe a glimmer of hope, hopefully. There's two different issues. You mentioned one, and you just mentioned a different one, because it's uh, visas for working and uh, research, university, etc. Long-term visas are a national priority and a national uh, competence. In the case of Spain, we deal with them nationally. Visits of your family and friends to Spain, that's a Schengen visa with a Schengen regulation. Short-term visas have a different track. When it comes to short-term visas, uh, we have a, a maximum 12 days delay. So, I mean, that's, I don't think that, at the Spanish Embassy, at least for South Africans coming to Spain. And we're working to make it shorter. Uh, and we can actually uh, see if, if we can set a fast track through BLS for people that are you know, pressed to come. The other issue is much more difficult, but also much more important, and you're right. We're not doing our best on both sides. Uh, Long-term visas are, working visas in particular, have a, a, a clear political side to it, in the sense that uh, might be seen as people competing for jobs, for jobs that could be done by the nationals of either Spain and South Africa. And that requires a political solution. Uh, I personally agree with you. I think that the benefits outweigh the costs by far. In the case of South Africa, uh, Spain creates uh, in South Africa direct jobs, about 5,000 jobs, Spanish companies. Indirect jobs, is, the number is probably four or five times that. And the number of Spanish with working visas, with management visas and so on, uh, is less, it's about 500. So clearly, every person that comes from Spain to South Africa is creating more jobs than, than competing for. And I don't know the case for South African visas, long-term visas in Spain, but I'm ready to bet that the case is the same or very, very similar. So we need to, to work together to do that, not only through the Ministries of Foreign Affairs, but also through Home Affairs, or the Ministry of the Interior, in the case of Spain, the Ministry of Labor. It's a complicated issue. I'm not saying that we're going to solve it tomorrow, but we're going to discuss it tomorrow. It's part of the agenda that the Deputy Minister has tomorrow. 
and also within the European Union in South Africa, we're working on this and trying to create a, a working group with home affairs. In short, my answer is we are aware of the problem and we're trying to contribute to its solution. What I'm asking of you is uh, understanding and patience because it's a very complex problem. But I agree with you, we need to work on it. Are there any further comments or questions from the floor? Okay, I'd just like to give an opportunity to the gentleman in the middle. Department of Sports, Arts and Culture in South Africa. I'm very delighted to be part of this um, meeting. Um, with regard to the creative and the creative industries, I was so impressed with what um, my colleagues have mentioned in terms of the, the access to markets. I think we need to open markets for our creative industries. 3% um, of the GDP of South Africa is, is um, from the contribution of the creative arts. And if we open um, the industries or the creative industries, we, we allow them to access markets especially in Spain and reciprocally in South Africa, I, th I think that can contribute very much in terms of job creation and, and the issues of job market. Um, we are planning to have, um, uh, based on the, on the discussions we'll be having on the bilaterals tomorrow, one of the areas that we've identified to, is to have a steering committee or a working group in the, in the area of arts and culture. And I think the, the, the students who are here in Spain specifically speaking to, to the, the moderator. We, we would need your skills, we would need your information, we would need, because you are also our ambassadors here in, in, in Spain. And um, the embassy and the embassy staff is, is overstretched and we need people who can, who can give us inside information on what we can do to promote and collaborate in more and more fruitfully in the areas of the creative and the creative industries. That is um, all that I wanted to say. Thank you. Um, my, my question is not really a question, it's just a brief statement. I just think that um, those of us who are from South Africa and, and those of you who know us well, realize we're a nation of multiple languages. Um, and in terms of what was mentioned, earlier by Fermin, for example, the question of equipping young people to a great extent, more opportunities are open to them if they're able to, to handle themselves in other languages, in particular in this case, Spanish. So I just want to make a call on, on, on all the agencies who can make a contribution towards equipping South African students at home uh, to gain the tools to be able to make use of the the international opportunities that exist at universities so that they can come and make use of those opportunities and bring the skills back to build a better future for our nation. Thank you. Can I go ahead? Okay, thank you. Uh, the name is Malik Vazi, South African based in Barcelona. Um, I just want to actually just ask specifically from our Spanish colleagues what advice can they give the manufacturing sector, specifically in the agribusiness um, in, in, in South Africa, those who actually would like to export to Spain? And one of the issues that they actually always um, 
come, come across as, as, as an obstacle is the issue of quality assurance. There is always, you know, like the suspicion that if, if it's from Africa, then it must be poor quality and must actually jump a whole lot of loops uh, and hoops uh, in the process. Now, and at times, they actually feel that, you know, the process is actually uh, quite complicated uh, based on prejudice uh, in the main. So I just want to actually just ask that question to say, what advice would you actually give a South African uh, company who like to do uh, business in Spain so that they are compliant, uh, you know, and they comply so that they can be able to access those, those markets like any, uh, you know, of your partners. Thank you. Pues, eh, en primer lugar, respondiendo... Sí, está. Ana también. Ana también. Bueno, yo evidentemente la parte que, que puedo comentar en la respuesta es, en primer lugar, eh, información. Información que le van a dar seguramente... Seguramente nuestras representantes, eh, las oficinas comerciales, bajada, la propia Secretaría de Estado de Comercio y las direcciones generales. Y también, eh, después, en el siguiente paso, utilizar la estructura que tenemos en esta casa de organizaciones empresariales sectoriales. Yo le explico. Esta, esta institución está formada por 240 organizaciones empresariales, sectoriales y territoriales, con todos los sectores de actividad que son expertos en, en esos temas. En el caso del tema agrario es la Asociación de Jóvenes Agricultores, que no, son, no está formada solo por jóvenes, pero que tenemos también en esta casa la posibilidad de ese segundo paso una vez que, que ha tenido toda la información. Por tanto, información, dirigirse a, a los sitios donde uno debe dirigirse cuando quiere, quiere hacer negocios, en este caso son los sitios, las oficinas comerciales y nuestra propia embajada, y después el apoyo que se le puede dar desde aquí, desde las cámaras de comercio también, evidentemente. Ana. Well, I, of course, I, I support what uh, Mr. Casado has, has said. Absolutely uh, necessary to, to have to gather all the information when, when someone wants uh, to export. And normally, we in the economic and commercial offices in the uh, embassies abroad, we normally work to promote the exports from Spanish uh, companies in South Africa. But your colleagues, uh, the, your counterparts, I mean, the, the homologues uh, in your embassies, uh, I am sure, uh, work for the same to promote the exports of South African companies here in Spain. So I, maybe the ambassador here uh, uh, may take the floor right now to tell you about the particular uh, things you need to do uh, when, when you want to export to Spain. However, I must say that in general, uh, I, I, I think that the um, uh, certificates and the, the process in general to export to Spain is not complicated. It's not complicated at all. Uh, and in fact, we have the, in general, the common uh, certificates that you need for the whole of the uh, European Union since we are a common market. Uh, so, in that sense, it is very useful for you to know that once uh, you have access um, uh, to Spain, you have access to the whole uh, common market of the European Union. So, if uh, there may be a small um, 
uh, investment you have to do in gathering the information, once you have all the process uh, well controlled, uh, you, um, you have uh, also the possibility of exporting to all uh, the European Union and that's uh, a great market for you. But in any case, it is also true that you may, if you are based in South Africa and, and you have some questions, you can go to our um, economic and commercial uh, office in Spain, of course. But normally, your, um, you, the support to South African countries, to South African firms, sorry, uh, would come from, from uh, your exporting agency in, in South Africa. However, we are all together and you can come to us and, and we will try to solve your, your questions. It is also true what Mr. Casado said, that it is very um, interesting for South African companies also to find good partners in that sense and uh, the camera and theway would be a good choice in that sense to build partnerships and have a, 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 an easier access to our market. But uh, in case you have particular questions, of course, uh, we in the embassies uh, and also in the Ministry of Industry, uh, Trade and Tourism can be of, of help. Thank you. Before I give an opportunity to the ambassador to respond, I would just like to announce that we're going to officially close the floor um, just due to time constraints, but I'd like to thank you all for your comments and your contributions, um, following which we will then hear from Ms. Onika Toko. I think she is available and ready to speak. So, Ambassador, I'll hand over to you. I think the question that you are raising is a, is a very a complex question, actually. I know that the easier answer is if you go to the embassies, you will actually get the kind of assistance that you need. But in reality, it's, it's bigger than that because there are restrictions in terms of access, especially of our uh, farm products or agricultural products, rather, from South Africa. And that arises mainly from the EU. And therefore, the, the discussion can be taken here and we can talk about the information that we'll get at the embassy. The information that we'll get from the South African embassy in Madrid will be to give you the regulations as it is uh, coming from the EU and of course being adopted by Spain. But I think that the good, bigger question is what should be discussed at the political level between the AU and the EU. And that's where the decisions can be taken and that's where actually these changes about trade between Africa and Europe should be discussed seriously, and that's where there should be a resolution. So I don't think, I think that it is enough to then say that as far as we are concerned as embassies, we are only transmitters of the regulation. So if the regulation is strict, there's nothing that the embassies can do but to refer you to the regulation. And I think that uh, we, we should probably say to the Deputy Minister um, that it's a matter that should be discussed in, in your bilaterals, but it should also be discussed at the level of the AU and EU. Thank you. 
Pues eh, muchísimas gracias. Eh, yo creo que previo a mi anunciada o requerida jubilación eh, voy a intentar hacer un último paso eh, recordándole que yo era un joven cuando entré en esta casa hace 35 años. Sigo todas las mañanas ilusionado y echándole muchísimas horas a esto y, por desgracia, me quedan todavía muchos años para jubilarme. Ya me gustaría. Igual si me toca la lotería lo, lo arreglamos. Pues vamos a intentar eh, con la señora Toco a ver si es posible ahora. Creo que teníamos audio, por lo menos. Or good morning, should I say. Um... I'm a young entrepreneur, uh, not from South Africa, from Mozambique, so neighboring country, but uh, uh, from what we do, I think we have the same experiences uh, with South African entrepreneurs. I heard a lot about uh, talking about access to markets, but I think one important uh, point as well that we need to talk about is access to finance. Uh, for a lot of young entrepreneurs, access to finance is something that is uh, still out of the table, uh, out of question, and why. I think... The gentleman spoke about the fact that a lot of young people want to leave universities and be uh, general managers uh, or, you know, managing directors of General Electric. But I think uh, even for the ones that do have the know-how, even for the ones that do have uh, the track record, access to finance still is a very important question. Uh, Ms. Anna spoke about access to financial resources that can be given, uh, but we do need to have access to information. And I think this is one of the pivotal points that I do see. Uh, La Liga, I think the initiative of La Liga of having an office in South Africa and having, uh, I think, the physical interaction with South African companies is, is something that is pivotal and changes, changes the interaction instead of having or forcing interactions uh, to be digital, to be, I think, very distant. And I think this is one of the, the important points. Uh, Fermin mentioned the Ibero-African uh, Ibero uh, initiative that is being taken place, and I, and I would really like to incentivize you to go to South Africa, go to uh, the country, set up office, set up shop, and actually talk to the young people who are there. Uh, we talked about agriculture, and I think that is one of the most pivotal uh, and important sectors as well. There is a company uh, called Livestock uh, Wealth in South Africa. They, they, they found a, a solution to access to finance in order to produce uh, and process meat. Uh, that meat is being sold in all the big retail stores in South Africa. Uh, and it's also meat that can be exported to European markets. So there are systems and companies that do work and partnerships that can be made with Spanish companies. But I think that uh, more physical and concrete work needs to be done for that interaction, not to be uh, digital, but actually physical, uh, and for people to really understand what are the two initiatives going on. So these are a bit of the comments that I wanted to, to leave here on the table. Thank you. Thank you very much for your comment. Uh, let me just uh, make two very brief comments. Uh, we are absolutely in agreement with you. We need to be there, and what my Secretary of State of Commerce does is to promote the um, emissions of Spanish companies to go there, to invest there, to see the opportunities. So we fund them uh, to, to reduce the cost of uh, um, uh, commercial emissions to go and look around. And secondly, my, uh, I have a colleague in the uh, Commercial and Economic Office in Johannesburg, belonging to the uh, embassy. Um, under the, the management of Mr. Uh, Robledo, His Excellency. And what we do there is really be in contact with 
the private sector, the young people, to look for partners, to look for clients, to look for opportunities. So absolutely uh, in agreement with that. We have to be there, but we are already in some uh, way uh, present through our uh, commercial and, com uh, and, and economic office, and we want more firms to, to do so, to be present in your, in your country. Thank you. I'd just like to confirm that there are no further questions and that we can proceed with the conclusion and the closing. Sí, efectivamente, vamos a proceder a la sesión de clausura. Hemos tenido ya el, el coloquio que teníamos anunciado. Eh, viceministro de Asuntos Exteriores y Cooperación de Sudáfrica, Su Excelencia, el señor Alvin Botes. Estamos deseando escucharle. Gracias por programa director, Mr. Casado, Mr. Tavacente, the Deputy Director General um, Ambassador, Tenji uh, Wemtinso, who is at uh, Twilight today here in Spain, uh, Ambassador Designate Rubio, uh, Ambassador Designate to uh, the Republic of South Africa, uh, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, kind words uh, to Fermin uh, and also to Carabo we are here to try to respond to the aspirations of the young people of uh, Spain and of uh, South Africa. Uh, but safe to say, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to conduct tomorrow a, a formal bilateral consultation with my counterpart. Uh, uh, and what anchors our bilateral consultation, uh, of course, is the matter around uh, bilateral uh, economic uh, uh, cooperation that we have uh, uh, with Spain. Uh, the first issue is that uh, we, we, of course, came to restate uh, that South Africa is open for business. Uh, we have, as many of you know, that after the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, where we have led with quite innovative scientific uh, 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 discoveries, have opened up our, our economy. Um, and the key matter around uh, the rethink of the COVID-19 pandemic is obviously the first issue that I wanted to put on the table, ladies and gentlemen. The question is, for business people, what is different today than before COVID-19 pandemic in South Africa and in Africa? Well, we have the African Continental Free Trade uh, Agreement in place. It became operational in January 2021, during uh, COVID-19 uh, uh, pandemic. And I thought, Program Director, it's important just to give you one key figure for Spanish business community to understand the significance of this freight trade agreement for, for South Africa and uh, the African states. Uh, we have exported to the rest of Africa during 2021, during the first year of the operationalization of the free trade agreement, uh, $385 billion worth of goods elsewhere to Africa. Compare with 
355 billion to the EU compared with 385 billion uh, to the rest of Africa. So for the very first time, ladies and gentlemen, South Africa's export to the rest of Africa superseded our exports to the EU as a bloc for the very first time. And this happened during and under the constraint of the COVID-19 pandemic. So this is significant. Obviously, what we are having a discussion with, with the, my, my counterpart uh, in Spain is how do we ensure that if there is a deep bilateral uh, economic relationship between South Africa and Spain, and Spanish companies deeply invest in the manufacturing and labor-intensive industries, how do we utilize that as an opportunity for them to continue to do business using the bilateral trade agreement to pivot on the multilateral African continental trade agreement? So that is part of our conversations uh, uh, that we are going to uh, engage on uh, tomorrow and that we'll continue to in, uh, in, uh, engage on uh, with, with the Spanish uh, 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 you know, authorities. Importantly, we are the only uh, African state that have a um, preferential, uh, what we call a, a strategic partnership with the EU. Um, and what that means, ladies and gentlemen, EU member states, including Spain, have a number of uh, interventions that support investment into South Africa. Um, and we would want to encourage, obviously, that uh, you know the Spanish community uh, actually take uh, charge of that type of uh, opportunity. Uh, in terms of the uh, inflation, uh, we normally have a target in South Africa to keep our inflation at between 3 and 6% because of a number of factors, including COVID-19, uh, uh, the war in, uh, uh, in Ukraine, and concomitant inflationary pressures. As we are speaking, ladies and gentlemen, our inflation rate stands at 5.9%. But we think it's quite uh, manageable. Um, coupled with that, we have what we call special economic zones. So in South Africa, we have 10 very pertinent specific special economic zones that offers a reduced uh, tax rate of 15%. That special economic zones, ladies and gentlemen, uh, straddles across your agro-processing uh, green economy and automobile type of sectors. So the first question that you must ask the embassies of South Africa and Spain is what is the economic uh, sectors of priority and what is the special economic zones for further opportunities? Um, and I'm raising this because, because of this special economic zone, South Africa is the preferred uh, destination for 180 out of 500 uh, the top uh, fortune companies in the world. So 180 of the 500 fortune companies in the world have South Africa as its preferred uh, destination. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, the, the challenges on, on youth economic empowerment 
uh, it's also a, a very unique, what I call, opportunity dividend. South Africa has 60 million people, of which 63% of those people are 35 years and younger. So you have a high level of uh, 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 anticipation of young people in relation to how do they find expression in the mainstream economy. And we have made a commitment that we would want to uh, envisage a situation where there is a deepening partnership with youth uh, 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 initiatives, uh, with the empowerment in particular of young people in South Africa. And what we have in return, ladies and gentlemen, that is reciprocal from the side of the South African government, we have what we call your youth uh, uh, em uh, uh, employment stimulus programs, so yes programs, where there's very specific tax uh, incentives to companies that employ uh, and empower young, uh, young people in South Africa. So again, it's an opportunity uh, uh, you know, for us to upscale our bilateral trade agreement. Uh, the last time, the highest in terms of our bilateral economic trade uh, between South Africa and uh, Spain stood at just over 51 uh, uh, billion rand. We think there's ample opportunity uh, for Spain to uh, upscale her investment in South Africa and to enhance the bilateral uh, 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 trade cooperation. And I think I have taken note about uh, the matter that we should continue to discuss in terms of the limitations um, uh, in relation to especially your agricultural uh, uh, products, uh, uh, you know, that, that, that there is issues about the EU that we obviously have to uh, continue to have uh, discussions about. The, the rating agencies, ladies and gentlemen, both S&P and Moody's, have positively upgraded uh, South Africa's uh, economic uh, 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 fortunes um, uh, to stable. You know, we were stable, we are now positive. So it has been positively uh, upgraded uh, from stable to positive. Uh, what it means is that uh, what the rating agency says uh, is that South Africa as a preferred destination uh, has actually upscaled its outlook. Uh, you know that we have a very strong independence judiciary who is the final arbiter on all disputes in South Africa, especially in economic disputes. So in as much as we have government regulations that conform to constitutional requirements, uh, the courts is the final arbiter on uh, disputes uh, in terms of uh, even your conduct as it relates to uh, any challenges uh, with government. So apart from a government that would want to encourage more investment into South Africa, uh, you have a codified judiciary uh, that supports uh, the rule of law in South Africa. And that is key and critical. For, for, for any uh, uh, investment uh, 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 methodology. Then, ladies and gentlemen, as we are speaking, we would want to encourage uh, this forum to 
ensure that we upscale investment in South Africa. As we speak, we have uh, 39 uh, foreign direct investment projects that is active in South Africa. Obviously, your ambassador designate would say uh, it could, it's more or less double the figure. Um, and that's why I can't wait for him to, uh, you, you know, return back to South Africa so that we have uh, this type of earnest discussion. You have heard, ladies and gentlemen, where's the opportunities? Firstly, your opportunity, uh, apart from your African Continental Free Trade Agreement, your second major opportunity for investment is in renewable energy. All right, uh, you have heard uh, 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 the lady from uh, Department of Trade, uh, uh, Investment and Competition. Why? Because in Glasgow, uh, we made a commitment to ensure that uh, we reduce our carbon emission footprint in South Africa. Because of that co political commitment, uh, financing facility of 8.5 billion US dollars was availed to South Africa. And as I left South Africa, ladies and gentlemen, en route uh, to Europe, we had discussions with a number of uh, climate envoys in relation to which is the, what of that amount is concessional financing, uh, grant financing loans, and which of that will come from existing multilateral uh, financial uh, agencies. Uh, so the debate and the need for us to ensure that we become green, I think it's paramount. Uh, we are closing in August uh, what we call uh, but we, Window 6, ladies and gentlemen, which is a program that uh, allows for uh, independent uh, power producers to actually uh, deepen participation in the renewable energy uh, field. And from the bit window 6, uh, 2,600 of megawatt of generation capacity uh, will, be, uh, will be available. When we look at the mining industry broadly uh, speaking, we are looking at 4,000 megawatt um, in terms of your opportunity dividend within the uh, mining industry. And out of your, your gas sector, uh, we are looking at 3,000 megawatt uh, of gas power uh, that is complemented by 500 watt uh, of uh, battery storage that is available for energy entrepreneurs. Um, so if uh, any Spanish business uh, person asks, where's the opportunities? The opportunity is big in renewable energy. The opportunity, ladies and gentlemen, it's big in terms of uh, your automotive, automotive sector, uh, in particular the green sector, because we are now obligated uh, to look at uh, the issues about electrical cars. Um, I can just take you into confidence that we have uh, just recently, uh, you know, via President Ramaphosa, uh, opened up a, a hybrid electricity type of a plan with one of South Africa's uh, bilateral partners. So there's quite significant opportunity. The last opportunity that we obviously, in terms of renewable energies that we need to uh, unpack is the opportunity in terms of uh, green hydrogen uh, 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 that is available. 
uh, that is banked, banked, bankable uh, type of a project. So we would want to, you know, invite the program directors, Spanish companies, to appreciate that South Africa is open for business. Um, if you come to South Africa uh, and you deeply partner with uh, young enter local enterprises, uh, you are going to be looked favorably upon. Uh, so that is what we are trying to say to you. Uh, if you partner with a young human company uh, uh, in South Africa, uh, you know, your, your credentials of empowerment uh, just keep on rising. And that is the message that we, we give because that is the policy uh, paradigm uh, that we are, uh, uh, you know, avail having available from the president of, of South Africa. Ladies and gentlemen, obviously, um, as I conclude, uh, it is important uh, to ensure that we promote sustainable livelihood and resilience of young people for a better tomorrow in South Africa. That uh, motto of the South African Youth Month find good resonance from the economic recovery plan of Spain, which also speaks about building resilience. So the Spanish people say post-COVID-19 they would want to build a resilient economic uh, recovery uh, uh, regime. The South African government uh, says when we build a, this resilient recovery uh, plan, uh, we would want to ensure that we fortify the role of uh, ensuring there's a resilience young people that find expression uh, within that uh, type of uh, architecture. Thank you very much, uh, Program Director.